everyone and welcome. This is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk worth a million. I'm your host, Nolan Rich. And for those of you who have listened before, you know I'm a big Jet fan. So, of course, I had to comment on the big news coming out. And it's funny because you don't usually get this big news in May. But, of course, the New York Jets making the decision to release Mike McCagnan of his general manager duties today with a statement from Chairman and CEO Christopher Johnson. This morning, I informed Mike that he was being relieved of his duties as general manager of the team effective immediately. Mike helped to execute the strategic vision of the organization during the last four seasons, and especially the past few months. However, I came to the decision to make a change after much thought and a careful assessment of what would be in the best long-term interests of the New York Jets. I will start a search for our new general manager immediately in the interim. Coach Gase will be the acting general manager. I would like to thank Mike for his time and efforts during his tenure, and I only wish him the best for him and his wife, Betty. Now, the reaction to say it was incendiary would be an understatement. Now, the media was quick to say that this was a horrible decision because they moved Adam Gase into the interim general manager role, but I do believe that, and reports are saying that the Jets are interested in Joe Douglas, who Gase has worked with before. He's working with the personnel department with the Eagles, so I don't think that this will be long-term for Gase. Now, all I've been hearing is people just absolutely obliterating the Jets about this, and I will say the timing is not good. I do think this could hurt them in the short term, but in the long term, I do believe that this was the best course of action. I was on the record saying that I believe that when the Jets made the decision to fire Todd Bowles, they should also relieve Mike McCagnan of his duties, but in my heart, I knew that they weren't going to because of how much they appreciate him bringing them Sam Darnold. So I said that the reason Mike McCagnan still has his job is because of Sam Darnold. And we saw this before with John Idzik and Rex Ryan. It didn't work having a general manager with his own agenda and a head coach with his own agenda. And throughout this offseason, we've been hearing rumblings that they're not getting along, that they're not working together. And, of course, Adam Gase went to the podium last week and said that denied all these reports. And now people are criticizing for being a liar. But the thing is, what's he going to do in that situation? If he calls out his general manager at that point, it makes him look even worse. Now, I believe that the Jets made the decision to go with Gase because they believe that he is the better head coach, that he is the better fit long-term for this organization. And don't forget, Sam Darnold was the one that helped the decision in getting the head coach because he thought he was the best to maximize his talents. I will say that when you do really listen to some of the things that have come out, and now I do think it will be hard for Adam Gase to maybe patch some things up with C.J. Mosley, and Le'Veon Bell with the reports coming out that he wasn't big fans of those signings. But when you really think about it and you listen to what he's saying, he makes a lot of sense. So let's go back. Now, I do will criticize the Jets for this. If they felt that there was going to be this tension, they should have gotten rid of McCagnan earlier, before the free agent process and before the draft process. Now I think it could be looked at as a wasted opportunity. And it'll be interesting how the players from this draft class react where three weeks afterward, the guy that drafted them is no longer in the organization. Like I said, I don't think this is good for the short term, but could be beneficial for the Jets in the long term. 
Now, the, let me address some of the things that Gase was against with Mike McCagnan. Number one was Le'Veon Bell saying he didn't want to sign Le'Veon Bell. Now, the Jets got Le'Veon Bell for what I thought was a fair deal. But the problem with Le'Veon Bell was he set out a year, and Adam Gase, we've seen in Miami, he's a guy he believes in having running backs, but you don't overpay for them. I mean, he moved off J.J., and he was content with, you know, drafting running backs and getting cheap running backs. And when you really think about Gase, a lot of what he's stressing is, look, we don't want to overpay for guys, and the Jets overpaid for guys this offseason. So as a head coach, I get where he's coming from and his philosophy. So in the Le'Veon Bell thing that hurts is he's going to be arguably your best star player next year, and could there be a rift between him and Gase now, I think that that could be very possible. But here's the thing. Gase kind of looks a little bit right here when you look at some of the other running backs like Tevin Coleman signing for just $5 million, And the fact that Le'Veon Bell didn't report to workouts and is working out on his own. It's not a good look for Le'Veon Bell. And it kind of makes Gase look a little bit right. Now, I love C.J. Mosley. I thought that was a great signing for the Jets. But once again, Gase said he didn't love how much they paid him. And when you look at how much money they paid him, they didn't just exceed the market value for a middle linebacker. They exploded it. I mean, they paid almost $10 million, $15 million to the next closest competitor. I mean, the Jets vastly overpaid, and I love Mosley, but they're giving him a huge contract. Now, what helps is they're not paying Darnold, but I can see why Gase is saying, why are we spending all this money? And the one free agent that he really wanted, the Jets weren't aggressive after. And that was Matt Pardis, the center from Denver. Now, why did they want... Now, why is Gase upset about this? Well, two big reasons. Number one, he was the best center. He's an offensive coach, so he wants a good offensive line. I think that's understandable. But number two, they didn't address the center position at all in free agency or the draft. They're going into next season with Jonathan Harrison, who's a backup, likely going to be the starting center. I think that ticked off Adam Gase. I'm interested to see what could have transpired in the draft because I am interested to see was Mike McCagden, and I said this in my mock drafts where I had Quinton Williams going twice, and I got feedback from people saying, well, why aren't they going to take Josh Allen? He's the better fit. And I said, I agree with you. However, McCagnan has a formula where he goes in the first round and takes the safest pick regardless of position in terms of talent because it's worked out with Jamal Adams. It's worked out with Leonard Williams. He will play it safe and take Quinnen Williams, who most scouts say is the safest pick and the best prospect on the board, even though Allen is the better fit. Could there have been tension about that because they needed a pass rusher and Gase is going, wait, I need a pass rusher, and he didn't get one? I think that's part of it. I also think he's trying to develop a culture where guys were high character and they buy in. What was one of the problems with the Jets draft this year, and I pointed it out? They got guys with a lot of question marks, and McCagnan has done this. I mean, we look at his first round. He has not been good in the drafts second round to seven. There's been a lot of whiffs, including Christian Hackenberg, Devin Smith. There's been a lot of guys who he has missed on in the second, third, fourth, fifth round. I mean, there's a lot of guys you look at. They're no longer on the roster. They don't have an impact. He's not good drafting later in the rounds. And you look this year, polite, good value, but 
didn't run well, was out of shape, did not interview well, and has character concerns. The left tackle they got out of USC, character concerns. They drafted a fullback and tight end, which they didn't really need in Wesco. They drafted a middle linebacker, even though they have middle linebacker depth, and their final pick is a cornerback who's going to be on the pup list to start the year because he's had two ACL surgeries in the last year. You only got him Gaze was kind of missed about that saying, wait a minute, we have limited draft picks and you drafted a guy who's probably not going to be on my roster this year when I need bodies. I believe that Adam Gase, from what I've seen in Miami, he would rather take a slightly less talented player in the draft, but a guy that will buy into his system and is a harder worker than go with the talent and take the risk. Because McCagnan has taken a lot of risks in the draft and they really haven't panned out. But I do agree the timing looks bad because you, it looks like you let McCagnan go through the draft. You let him go through free agency. And it's not a good look for the Jets. But long term, if they get a general manager who's on the same page with the head coach, that's going to be beneficial moving forward. And I get that in the short term, it's a bad look for the Jets. But if they get the general manager right and they get the head coach right with Adam Gaze, we're not going to be talking about this. We'll be looking at this back as like a footnote. Because the Jets need to get it right. And if this was con- going to continue throughout the the summer and into the next season, the Jets, I think, made the right decision. Just do it now so it's not an issue during the season. Now, I do think, like I said, it will be interesting to see how Gase gets along with some of the players like Le'Veon Bell after some of these comments have come out. But I do think that when you listen to him and what he's upset about, you're kind of like, I kind of agree with Gase on this. I love Le'Veon Bell, and they got him for a good deal, but he's not showing up to the workouts after missing a whole season last year. That's not exactly a good look. Then you look at that they didn't sign a center. The one free agent Gase really wanted was Pardis, the center. They didn't get him. They spent a lot of money on a middle linebacker when they already have a good middle linebacker, and they didn't address the outside pass rush. And then the draft, they got a lot of character issue guys, and they didn't necessarily get a pass rusher with the third pick or use it to get more picks. So I can see where this rift is coming, and for people saying, oh, Gase is a liar, he stabbed McCagnin in the back, you know, the thing with that is, in the press conference, what I've been hearing, especially on the New York radio, has been this, was, how could he say that, you know, there's no rift, that they were working fine together in that press conference last week, and then a week later, McCagnin's fired? What else do you want him to say? Do you want a head coach to come out and blast his general manager in front of everyone, you'd be writing more stories about that. Instead, he was doing what you're supposed to do as a head coach. You know, you give a lot of coach speak. I know in the right now people are saying, oh, he lied to us. Yeah, maybe he stretched the truth, but what's he going to say? Saying, oh, yeah, me and Mike McCagnin, we're not on the same page. How's that going to look? Especially just right after the draft. I do think in the short term, like I said, it doesn't look good for the Jets. It's not a good PR and optics thing. But in the long run, if they get Douglas, who's a guy I really admire in this league, if they get the right guys, and especially if they can get the general manager on the same page as the coach, which has been a problem for this franchise over the last decade, I do think it's the best term for the long term. And when you look at the agreements that the problems that Gase has had, and you really look at it, you're like, you know what? I 
kind of agree with Gase on this. I don't think we'll really know about the draft, especially because the, these are players that just brought in. But with the free agents, I get it. They didn't get a center. They don't have a center going into next year. They didn't address the pass rush. They didn't add another wide receiver outside of Crowder, who's a good slot receiver, but they didn't get a big outside number one receiver. They didn't go out and they didn't get, like I said, a center. They don't have a center. Instead, they overpaid for a middle linebacker who's a great guy and I think will be a big impact on this defense. Well, they already had Avery Williamson who they're paying a lot of money. Then they didn't close the deal on Anthony Barr. I would love to hear what Gase thought about that. I mean, they couldn't close the deal on getting him. And then they go on and they get Le'Veon Bell, who I think will be the most impactful player on this team. And even though it doesn't look good because Gase says that they didn't want to pay him that much money, and even I think they got Bell for a bargain. But with Bell right now not showing up to these workouts, especially after not being on a team last year, in some ways, you kind of look at Gase and you're like, you know, maybe he's kind of right about Le'Veon Bell. You know, maybe they could have used that money to get a center. They could have used that money to get a wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they're going all in on Gase. But I will say this. The one silver lining is if this does not work, if this bombs completely, the one good news I will say, which usually doesn't happen with the Jets in the last decade, is I do believe that whatever happens, Gase and this new general manager will be joined at the hip, and if it doesn't work, they will both be fired. Because one of the biggest issues for this team is they have this tendency to hire a head coach and a general manager separate, and they don't really get on the same page. So I do think in the long run, I know right now it looks like the Jets are completely dysfunctional, especially when they have fired McCagnan. But I do believe that it takes this storyline away during the season. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Adam Gase. I'm not going to deny that. It puts a lot of pressure on Adam Gase. But for the Jets, if they feel that if they need to get a general manager to help this head coach and quarterback, they need to be cohesive. The best organizations, the general manager and the head coach, they're all on the same page. And it was clear in the last couple of weeks, and it's clear today, McCagden and Gase were not on the same page. It's... Could this be a, a situation where the Jets take a loss on this offseason? Potentially, yes. But if it helps them be a better franchise for the next five to ten years, you know, I'm okay with that. I would rather have them make tough decisions than just pretend everything is fine. We talk about teams holding on to players too long. Wouldn't you have criticized the Jets if you knew this relationship was not going to work? And I understand it's not going to look good. Do you give the Jets a little bit of credit for at least saying, you know what, we're going to make the tough decision and move on from Mike McCagnin and go in on Adam Gase and get a general manager that will work with him and they can both work together? That, to me, is the smarter play moving forward than going through the entire next season with this looming over the organization that the general manager and the head coach are not on the same page. Because it won't look good, like, it, let's say in the middle of the season they have to sign a reserve player. And we saw it with Bowles a couple times with McCagden, where Bowles wanted either a player to help put them over the top or wanted a certain free agent, and McCagden either didn't give it to him or went with another direction. Think about that. Bowles and McCagden were brought in together and were supposed to be on the same page, and there were times where Bowles and McCagden were on the same page, and they were brought in together. They were working together. 
And now you're asking this new head coach under the uh, general manager that didn't hire him to fully accept it. Look, Gase understands that this is his last head coaching job, potentially. He understands if he gets fired from here, he probably won't be another head coach. So he understands that, look, I have to make sure I get my guys and the right players for the system. And if he feels like they're not doing that and the organization feels that they're not all on the same page, I think this was the right decision. It's not good for publicity. It makes the Jets in the short term and the public look incompetent. But in the long run, if they get the right general manager and they get the right culture and they get the right coach to develop Sam Darnold, we're going to look back on this and we won't even forget it. Or we could look at this and say, you know, that's a footnote. You know, they fired McCagnan. Turned out to be a right decision. But there's a lot of pressure on Gase. And I'll say it again. The silver lining is if it doesn't work, at least now the Jets can fire the general manager and coach together and bring in a tandem for the next head coaching. I know it's not what Jet fans want to hear, but I would rather see that than have Mike McCagnan and Adam Gase work together and both have different agendas and both be off the same page because it doesn't work. The best organizations all work together. And this whole offseason, you could sense that with the Jets, this underlying tension that, you know, Gase and McCagnan don't really seem to mesh. And now we know they didn't. So I know everyone's criticizing Jets, saying the Jets look incompetent. They're buffoons for giving the interim job to Gase. Well, he's the head coach. I believe they're going to get a general manager. It'll be a bad look if they don't get one by the end of the offseason. But in the short term, I think it's fine. I don't really mind that. I understand the timing, and just with the draft, it doesn't look good. But for the Jets, I like the idea that they're trying to get a general manager and a head coach on the same page. Well, liked it sooner, but I guess better late than never. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure to listen wherever podcasts are available. SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and, of course, on Apple iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, and also available on uh, TuneIn. Be sure to check out our YouTube page. And, of course, you can follow us Instagram and Twitter at Rich Sports Talk. And if you'd like to get on the show, email us richsportstalk at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.